the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. 308 That's uh, about six that we've seen in the just yeah ten minutes. Yeah, back in a moment. Uh, Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, right here on nine thirty a.m. This is the answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. All right, all those phone lines are open. You give us a call at 210-308-8867. What's going on in your gardening world? Do you need tips? For next week's top tomato contest here at Millburgers, do you uh, want to know how to give blood? Do you want to know uh, what, what to grow? How's everything growing? We had a spider mite question on some tomatoes uh, that we uh, answered off the air. It was a text that I got. So, um, yep, give us a call and let us help you. And uh, it's 210-308-8867. Or come on by, Millburgers. There are a lot of people today, and we're not exaggerating. We saw three wagons go by uh, one with two, no, one with three, because it had the purple of the Vitex, one with two and one with one, just as we were closing down the show uh, last hour. So, uh, yeah. Like I may have, once, once, really once it blooms, sell, Mel. Yeah, okay. Uh, the, the whole industry, nursery industry, has found that out, that uh, blooms, sells, so... Uh, well, and they're blooming around town, which doesn't hurt either. No, that's right. That's right. What's that? Uh, the Vitex. I was Vitex. telling telling the listeners that, you know, we literally saw three and then a cart with two, then a cart with one go out in the last few minutes of the show, uh, last hour. So it's, uh, yeah. But uh, and there are pretty, I see a lot of tall ones. I see them peeking up over fences. It's a great uh, hummingbird plant. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Butterflies like it, too. Yep, yeah, there's like one right there by me. Uh, there's one that's treed. Is that a Vitex? Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. 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 Uh, and I'm continuing to read my uh, June newsletter, which you can sign up for next week, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, or yeah. you can sign up just by calling in. and You can call 210-497-3760, and if you, uh, they'll get you on the list, and if you can, you can have it emailed to you. You can sign up online, but if you don't get, I know some of our listeners just don't want to mess with the internet. That's okay. They'll still, <laughs> they'll still put you on the uh, 
on the list. Just there call it 210 because those darn, darn Russians will interfere with our life. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So stay off, stay off the Internet. And then the... Uh, or go to the website. Planting, planting for Summer Color, written by yours truly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, plant vincas in full sun. Oh, gosh, who would have guessed? A periwinkle, yeah. <laughs> in shade include coleus, caladiums, fire spike, and begonia. Leave the bougainvilleas in full sun and fertilize them regularly with hibiscus food. Was, yeah. That's a worn, worn, shorts. worn recommendation. Back. Our that, soluble, that was one of the soluble first, One of the first uh, research projects we did with the master gardeners. Uh, Is that right? Don't you? Yeah. It, it really was different. I mean, it really showed a difference. And uh, it was sold as hibiscus for, uh-huh. for your for your uh, bougainvilleas, and it really. Brought them into blooms in a hurry. Now, Milton, there's another purple plant. Do you know what that is? Oh, is that Duranta? Yeah, wow. What a whiz he's getting to be. Hey, something. Yep. Um, Charles that's, is listening. Hopefully I'm impressed. Another, yeah, another, another <laughs> good butterfly. Yeah, that's a good butterfly plant that Milberger's donated to the uh, butterfly, uh, Fair Oaks Ranch uh, butterfly garden that we oh, planted. Oh, cool. That would be perfect. Yeah, that was one. And the citrus, Jerry, would... For the uh, giant swallowtails, oh, yeah. that was planted there, and of course there's uh, uh, porter weeds and zinnias, but Milberger's got it all. Oh, there's some nice pentas too. Going. Yeah, you've mentioned too that it's kind of the plant that that gives twice with the yellow berries in the fall. And yeah, I, I, it's not a favorite. They don't eat the, the, which is good for landscape value. The yellow berries stay there quite a while, but mm-hmm. they, they later in the season, uh, some of the birds will eat them. But this last winter, Jerry, the it wasn't didn't seem it seemed like there was a lot of uh, bird action in terms of the berries. Even the um, oh firethorn, mm-hmm. they usually paracantha usually gets eaten up so fast, but. Uh, uh, a lot of mine didn't even, never did get eaten. Did the, ber- did the berries fall or what? No, the berries are still hanging on in the, oh, in the new growth. Okay. It's moved up above them, you know, and the, uh, soon the booms will start. Uh, and the other, now the, the one that did, the ligustrum, the, the cedar wax wings did eat most of that. <laughs> well, they cleaned the pyrocanth that I've been watching out uh, toward Fair Oaks. Oh, that's good. Uh, overnight almost. Huh. That's usually the that, way it happens. Yeah. yeah, and then that thing went into full bloom, and it was uh, it was so impressive for, in bloom that uh, my daughter and son-in-law asked, "What is that? <laughs> what is that blooming in the top of that tree?" I mean, it co- almost covered the entire tree. Huh. But uh, at the bloom is kind of Attractive, yeah, it's showy. They do, they'll do a espalier for with a pyrethorn too. You know, just for the the bloom and the shape, like they do the apples. You know, yeah. uh, prune it flat. I think it's much easier to do that with uh, the paracantha than is an apple tree. But uh, yeah, but uh, so yeah, it is a good landscape. Of course, that's another one of the plants that uh, some some of our 
uh, NATO Guard and Reserve. Yeah. Don't like it because it will spread in some situations. Espadier. Yeah. They call it. And uh, Dr. Stein, Larry Stein of Castroville fame, uh, did a pair that away. And it was loaded with pears, uh-huh. flat to the wall, flat uh-huh. to the brick wall. Wow, well, yeah, I think a pear tree would be especially hard to do. Yeah, because they they grow, they put a lot of growth on. Yeah. Now is that another Vitex that's found a home? It's purple. It is. Oh man, they're moving out. They're moving out faster than Christmas trees. <laughs> we might not get to enjoy the bloom that we walk out. Yeah. No, no, we might not. Trace, well, Trace may have. To, maybe he's on the phone right now, getting yeah. another delivery or something. <laughs> now I mentioned uh, 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 verbena, and uh, they're on sale. Again this week. Blue, from, Blue Princess? Yeah, no. no reg- the regular Verbena. Vinca. I'm sorry, did oh. I say Verbena? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I meant Vinca. Uh, the ones that are on sale this week is the Cora Vinca, which is the most disease-resistant one available. And it's also called Periwinkle. But the, the great thing about it is a, great, a lot of different colors. And uh, grow in full sun. And the most important thing for our market is that it's deer resistant. We have never heard, except once, anybody called in that that their vinca or periwinkle had been eaten by deer. You know. Now, they can be stomped. But uh, stomp down. But uh, I, I don't even think they do that. Yeah. No, I don't think. I, for some reason. Well, I think they're flexible. They they, they don't break off like uh, zinnias or something. Like yeah. That. You know, I just recently learned. We Jerry, you, we always kind of are interested. In know, want to know what the active ingredient or the chemistry is that prevents deer from eating some. Plants. Nobody knows that. Well, they know pretty much on the vinca. Because, yeah, if you if you've ever been subjected to chemotherapy, oh, one of the prime uh, chemotherapy uh, mixes is made up of is that right? Yeah, uh, huh. ingredients from vincas. Huh. Periwinkle. Yeah, it's, it was uh, it was amazing. Yeah. So that's that's a pretty. Po- that is a potent chemistry there that no wonder the deer are avoiding. And, Milton, guess what? What? There's a few more Vitex there. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. <laughs> they sure are. What are we, so is that one or two? It looks like two. It looks like our. It looks like the plant what? of the week, Vitex, and the, oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, two two the in the front and yeah. purple in the back. Wow. Man. Trace is going to come up on the porch with a smile on his face. Um, I got a note. Speaking of plants, oh hey, we, but we have a quick question. Oh okay, uh, Jerry's on the line. Okay, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. What's going on, Jerry? I have got this vine. It's in a pot on the ground, and it's got a, it's vine, and it's crawled up, and it's on the like the railing of the deck, and now it's going up the side, and it's on the roof now. And I just wonder what it is. It has the little yellow flowers. And you say it's dying? Vining. 
Oh, vining. Okay. Vining, uh huh. Is it growing? You say it's growing wild or out of a container or what? Yeah, the container's on the ground. And so then the vines come, get tall, and then they start wrapping around the, the wood on the banister. Wrapping around its yellow flower. It probably would not white. be. White. Not, it's white? White. White little flower. White little and flower. And I just love it, and it's shading the is whole it? deck, and my husband threatens to cut it down. Is it fragrant? Yeah, you said it's fragrant? Yeah. Yeah. When it first when it first starts blooming, but as the bloom starts, you know, not to be as much anymore, then you don't smell much. I was, I I don't like we don't think of uh, jasmine uh, jasmine and the like the star jasmine that we don't think That's of them as wrapping it. though yeah they kind of lead yeah it, mm-hmm. it it just it gets them it just puts out long vines and then they just as they I'll, grow they start cha- growing around the wood. And the flowers small white. Yeah. And, and fragrant. Yeah. Yeah, either Carolina Jasmine or just It doesn't freeze. It's, we had it at an old house, and we cut it back so we could move it. And we put it here now, and it's doing the same thing, only it must like this one better because it's growing <laughs> and blooming now. Yes, it has little blooms on it. I'm looking but at did the it. Did it bloom like earlier it. too? Yeah. When the leaves started, when it, you know, when it yeah. started putting its new leaves out, it was just covered in blooms. Yeah, that's uh, still blooming. So it sounds like it's that star jasmine or uh, Carolina jasmine. Uh, one of those two. Okay. I always wondered what it was. I don't know where even I got it anymore. It's just been around forever. You're in San Antonio here? Yes, southeast side, uh huh. Okay, well, take take a cutting into a local nursery and, uh, if possible, with a bloom and let them take a look at it. They can tell you pretty quick okay. if it's jasmine. Yeah, Spanish is the closest to it, so. Yeah, they can do it. Yeah. Okay. Let, let, let us know. That's what our guess is. <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you. Bye-bye. All right. 210-308-8867. All right. So you were talking about, I interrupted you. I apologize. <laughs> What's going on? What? Huh? <laughs> well, yeah, it doesn't count as a, a uh, interruption if we're just noting that there's more uh of the uh, Texas Lilac owner, Vitex okay. going down around. No, we had a caller. I interrupted oh. him for Jerry. So. <laughs> oh, that's different. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I got a note. Uh, Kevin was talking about the the uh, uh, the compounds in uh, Vinca, or periwinkle, and uh, we don't think about the deer. The deer won't eat them, and. Uh, I don't even think the axis or the axis deer will even eat them because they're, they're axis elite things that regular deer won't. Yeah, that was uh, they they really had those deer at at uh, 
uh, Fair Oaks Ranch property. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, they were sad. I mean, they they were aggressive. Yeah. And they seemed to eat everything. That the neat, th- neat thing about axes is they're not a native deer. So they're fair game, huh? Yeah, there's no, no season on them. Hmm. And the meat tastes like roast beef. Really? It's good, good meat. Huh. Who knew? Who knew? Anyway, I uh, got this note from... Uh, from a newsletter that I take, it says, uh, from uh, Ship Rock, New Mexico. Uh-huh. Uh, at least 17 cows have died this month, presuming, presumably, from eating toxic plants on the range. Um Ranchers in the northwestern New Mexico suspect toxic plants used in Navajo and Hopi religious ceremonies are responsible for the recent deaths of more than a dozen cows. Uh, At least 15 cows from different herds have died of a mysterious illness in the past three weeks. The Gallup reports, the the Gallup reports, and ranchers say the purple plant, known as Tall Mountain Larkspur, is a likely cause. Now, deer won't eat Larkspur either, will they? Uh, I don't think so. Not that I know. Mine is inside the fence. Yeah, uh, Grove Larkspur, but uh, I get a, I, do, I think they're inside the fence. I too. get a text message from one of our listeners and says that they think it's uh, Confederate jasmine, the one that we were talking. Okay. about. Okay, okay, yeah, one of the one of those jasmine. Good. Uh, but anyway, why uh, are the, one of the one of the botanists and geologist says that the plant is toxic to cows because of its high concentration of alkaloid. Yeah. Why are the, I always find that unusual. Why are they eating it at this point and not, not Terry, are they are planting more of it or what? No, they said uh, uh, they, the, if it's nearly de- if the range is nearly devoid of foliage Cattle tend to supplement their diet with any plant species just to fill their stomachs. So does that sound familiar? Like yeah. Our deer. Our deer yeah, like the deer. Yeah. Uh, they said, uh, let's see, the plant uh, is usually found in New Mexico, Arizona, and Utah. It's growing in abundance on the range. Thanks to unusually wet weather, like, kind of like we've had. It's, it's used as an afterbirth wash oh, for wow. babies, the oh. Indians do. Uh, so now that's a bit of contradictory. I mean, it, it's, there's more of the larkspur there because of the rains, but then, but then the, the, they eat the larkspur when it's... Yeah. Dry. Well, I guess it could be been rainy early and dry yeah. now. I think the rain have uh, gone away. But anyway, I found that interesting, especially when they said it was a a uh, bite a uh, 
Larkspur? The Larkspur. Oh, okay. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308. When we come back, can we talk a little bit about the article? Yeah, 8867, 210-308-8867. Back in a moment on Millburgers Gardening South Texas with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 in Boulevard Road. Hey, listen, I want to thank everybody that came out last Saturday and made the day a big success. We had a whole lot of fun between the Top Tomato Contest, the Blood Drive, and David Rodriguez speaking on citrus. So let me tell you something. If you want to know what's going on at Millburgers, make sure you're going to millburgernursery.com or like them on Facebook. Make sure you have that connection because there's always something going on at Millburgers. When you go to millburgernursery.com, you'll also find some of the great things that are on sale. For instance, this week at Millburgers, you'll save on Pentas. This Texas superstar is beautiful, attracts butterflies, and it's on sale in the four-inch pot for just 98 cents each. Turk's Cap is another great superstar that attracts butterflies. This Texas superstar is on sale in the one-gallon container for just four eighty-eight. Ah, Lantana is not only a Texas superstar, it's a San Antonio superstar. It attracts butterflies and it's on sale. You ready for this? Three eighty-eight in the one-gallon container. For more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com. All right, crew, let's get her dug. Honey, you want to give me a hand? I'm planting that tree, remember? No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. You must call 811 at least two to three business days before any digging project so you can avoid hitting our essential buried utilities. This includes natural gas and petroleum pipelines, electric, communication cables, and water and sewer lines. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurray, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottomline Realty Advisors, we get the landlord off your bottom line. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. 
All right, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty really? with making the connection. We did. So <laughs> it, it wasn't deja vu where you uh, kind of seemed like you'd heard uh, the guys talking about that before. It was actually they had <laughs> talked about it before. So it's Sunday, June 9th, uh, to give you a kind of a holding up the newspaper to the microphone <laughs> so you can see. And uh, we're here at Mill Burgers where uh, it's a little warm, but it's nice and pretty, not a cloud in the sky. Uh, and the second thing was there was a horrible accident on uh, 281 uh, man uh, roll over and stuff so it was a it was yeah anyway so <laughs> I'm sure they're they're cleaning it up now but uh, be careful on 1604 but okay hey uh, so thanks to everybody again you heard the commercial but I do want to thank you for coming out and being a part of uh, the Millburgers events yesterday um, I'm going to double check this but I got an, a text from uh, I believe Charles and the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center is reporting that yesterday's blood drive, you want to guess? 74. Ha! You're too low. You want to guess? 174. <laughs> You're a little too high. Okay. <laughs> well, over 100 donations, which is incredible. That's uh, good. No, that's wonderful. Is that units, 100 units of do- donations? No, donations. So that's, uh, yeah, 100 units. Uh, so if you, some so people give two. Some people didn't. So we had more than 100 people, it sounds like, that came out to donate. Uh, so you figure that's three lives uh, uh, that that impacts. That's about 300 people. Yeah. That's wonderful. So, guys, thank you. Thank you, listeners, uh, for coming out. I wonder how long they stayed. They were staying till 3. I bet they stayed longer than that. Yeah. But, uh, well, anyway, so uh, 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Well, John, and we did, John good. we did good on the Top Tomato Contest. Too. Yeah, we sure did. Uh, At least 40. 40-plus uh, oh, yeah. ended up. We had a big rush at the end there. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> That, yeah, uh, had a had a lot of new faces. Yeah, I, I think to so see too. New people coming out, and I was glad to see uh, young people. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of young people coming out. Well, Cherry thinks anybody that's under sixty-five is young. Yeah, right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so there were a lot actually, of young people. actually, were there were young people. Yeah, uh, and they were. Uh, it was funny to watch somebody seventy-two. Next to somebody that was uh, 14, <laughs> trying to keep their display yeah. moist. <laughs> yeah, it was, he was trying. But uh, I don't know, did they end up winning anything? I don't think. No, they, 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 they were in the running, but at the oh, last okay. minute, and a really nice, yeah. even nicer display came yeah. they may I don't know if they got the second or if they only awarded one. And we said that the uh, tycoon won best tomato? Y- yeah, we were de- debating. The Tycoon and the HM8849 won the two top. Okay. And I was thinking Tycoon was first. We t- we talked to the yeah. HM8849 people first and then ty- the winners yeah. second. But bo- both were uni- uh, kind of medium-sized uniform tomatoes. I was happy with the way the people uh fixed up their displays. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, hope, I hope that my... Uh, uh, pictures on uh, plantanswers.com uh, helped a little bit. Oh, I'm sure they did. Yeah, so they have pictures worth a thousand words. So, uh, and we, we uh, after, during the show, 
Trace brought a sample up here that I guess somebody had given him. Mm-hmm. And they were uniform and red, but the, the stems were irregularly cut. Yeah. So that's probably why they didn't win and gave the tomatoes to Trace. No, that was nice. <laughs> that was nice. Now, but, Dave, uh, David yeah, took a big part in the judging. Yeah. And he, he looked like he did okay this time. Yeah, well, he, he obviously some of those messages that were delivered not so subtly uh, oh. <laughs> were delivered. <laughs> you don't think it was subtle? No. no. He, he, <laughs> we, we had, he, had, he knew that he had messed up uh, last year uh, after the judging occurred. Oh, did he now? Has he, has and he said he, this? And or? I've been r- riding him ever since, so. Uh, just that about uh, that, that wonderful. It, it, kinda, it kind of uh, that was the past. You lose the subtly too when you have it on planansers dot com and <laughs> oh yes, that, here's that the one that the, didn't win uh, that should have won. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that, yeah. I couldn't couldn't save myself. But that was that was you know last year. This year was different, and we had a great contest, and we'll do it again. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, hi. Ha- did you have a question? Can, can we ask it on the air? We're on the radio. Can we ask it on the air? No, no, it's easy. Here. You grab the microphone. Here you go. I'll make sure. I think you're okay. But what you got? I have some Gerber daisies that are not flowering. Has what? Not flowering. Not flowering. But what were the plants we were? Gerbers. Gerber. Oh, Gerber Gerber daisies. So I've been watering them every day. They're in plenty of sun. So, what? How many hours a day do they need sun? Am, am I overwatering, or what do I, I look for? Yeah, let me let me think. I've got mine are kind of they're off and on blooming, and I water mine about every three days. So you you, you don't have to water them as much as you are. Um, yeah, and usually they usually they rot out or die. Yeah, out if you get too too water. Okay, so they're just well drained. But if they're well drained, they're but uh, mine get a blast. I'm always amazed because they get a blast of western oh, Lord. afternoon sun, and they just keep plugging away at it. <laughs> okay, what so kind of so much sun do yours get? Well, I had them on the side, which is afternoon full sun, and I moved them to the back, which is, I've got some live oak, so they kind of get less sun, uh-huh. more shaded at times, but they do get part of the morning is full yeah. sun. Good. Seems like they should they should perform in either of those. Oh, cuz okay. mine are mine are in the bl- that sun blast just like yours were originally in there and they seem to be all right. They got they got a they're against the building so they, they don't get a they get hit about uh, 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock and then they get the a little bit of afternoon sun. But your morning sun should be all right too. Okay. Just, Gerbers are not the easiest thing in the world. To grow. Te- okay. Well, this is the first time I tried it. <laughs> um, I just put the. I can't remember the little. There's a. It's not the Asiatic jasmine, but there's a, a small brown cover. They're lighter shade, very pale, a little more delicate ivy. There's a big patch of it out where the lawn sods are. Do you know what? Something, was it West? I just... Asian, not Asian jazz. No, no. I just put the name of it in the car. I found the tag. 
Okay. I can't well, think I'll, of it. Well, I'll stop right. there. <laughs> oh, did you want to bring it up or? What's it doing? Um, well, I have an area that my buffalo grass has been resodded once under some trees and I've given up. So I'm either, I'm resodding with zoysia. Yeah, what happened so, to the buffalo grass? It just it died. And so hmm. it was a combination of shade and runoff. Oh. There's a, a strong, there's a, a drainage uh, screen. Yeah. In that area at the end where all the water drains into and okay. it goes under the walkway. Yeah. So. It, look, it looks better now that it's dead, right? Oh. He's <laughs> well, not a fan. He's not a fan. That's a. Is there, is there, there, is there subtle plenty, about that? Plenty of, is there plenty of sun for zoysia? Pardon me? Is there plenty of sun for zoysia grass? Yeah, it's full sun in the front except at the very edges where I've got the live oaks. Okay. So uh, my neighbor has zoysia and a similar live oak setting, um, and his is doing beautiful. Okay, good. But he has got a real green thumb that I don't yeah. think I have. But <laughs> well, zoysia, zoysia is a wonderful grass. It's just you don't want to push that shade too too far. It's got a little shade tolerance, but not a lot. Yeah, yeah. And if if it doesn't do well right it, in the couple of feet that is under shade, I'm just going to convert it to plants. That's good. So All I'm right. okay with that. But yeah, that as far as contrasting the emerald to the palisades, the zoysia, yeah. what are the pros and cons of those two? Well, the em- emerald is beautiful. Uh, it's very fine. Uh, well, fine is not a good word for zoysia because it's tough. It's very t- tough, thick. Uh, but the emerald is uh, one of the hardest to, to mow, and you know. So you want to, you have a real mower, be great. But I, I used a rotary mower, but I, I made a point of mowing every week, even though it didn't look like it needed it, because you don't, you know, it can get a little on it even, and then you pull it. Okay. So that, so that's uh, it's a little harder to to maintain. Uh, they're uh, they're both good though. I think I, I think I admire. I didn't have I had emerald and mire, and uh, the, that was the key. Just keep them keep them uh, mowed, and uh, don't uh, over. If you get a little, you know, if you get a weed spot or a dead spot in there, you they just don't fill in quickly. So you, you take some kind of a a physical action to fill in, fill in rather than trying to wait for the zoysia grass to fill in. So, like fertilizer? Or, or No, just more, just a piece of sod or something. I hear you with the highway. Oh, a piece of sod. Oh, oh. just, but you can't buy zoysia, just a piece. you got to buy it by the pallet. Um, no, they sell, uh, I think this is on Fridays, don't they? Oh, that's a floor tan. It's floor tan. Right. It's just the one variety of yeah. the four tenths. They have a, you can buy half a flat, half that's a, a pallet. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's an issue. Yeah. So you just have to kind of keep track of that. Um, no, the fertilizer just doesn't, you know, they, they, it does not spread quickly. Okay. Whatever okay. Um, anything else, Jerry, you can think of on that? On, so is it, no. Is it on a slope or is it straight or... Um, it's got a slight slope going toward this drainage area. 
So I wasn't sure how much of my problem was under those live oaks was the shade versus the fact that it's also draining. Oh, with the with the. I mean, you get a really heavy downpour and all that water rushes and yeah. it's pulling. Well, with the it's buffalo, probably a combination. Well, I was thinking with the buffalo grass shade is really the key. Yeah, yeah. So I've given up on, on it's shade. Bu- it's in supposed buffalo. to do that. I had slope. Yeah. I had slope on mine for my zoysia, but I didn't have the a drainage. The main drainage area, but I had a yeah. slope, and it did fine. Okay. So, yeah, I think you'll be happy with it as long as there's enough sun. How long okay. did your buffalo grass last? I've uh, been there 24 years. 24 years? Yeah. Aha. Yeah. So there. So the buffalo <laughs> did well. Wow. Good Other than, I would say the last 10 years, I resodded once in this shaded area under the live oaks. Yeah. Well, don't, well, don't. And then within four or five years, it was dead. So yeah. I've given up. Yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. enough. Well, don't feel bad because a lot of people have sent Augustine grass twenty after 25 years under <laughs> live oaks getting bigger and thicker and everything. Yeah. Uh, a lot of our lawns are are getting to the point where they got too much shade. Yeah. So okay. so buffalo, yeah, your buffalo grass did, did wonderful then. Okay. Okay, so you don't see... A significant advantage of the palisades versus emerald in my um, the the, the palisades is a little easier to take care of. Okay, so I might want thicker blade, yeah, a little, little bit. Go toward the easier to take care of one. <laughs> well, I don't, but you love emerald, you love it. My dogs used to when they get when they get uh, itchy backs or something, they go. <laughs> rubbing the emerald, but they didn't walk on it much when they weren't. Uh. They <laughs> but no, it's very, very attractive. And it's it, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So the samples they have out here, the palisades is in shade, and it's not filled in as thick as the emerald. So I don't know if it's just the situation here, shade versus sun, or if that's how the, that grass, the palisades will look in full sun. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. I, I'm not 100% familiar with that situation. But I know the. I had the same reaction to the emerald that you did, that it was uh, very tight, uh, very attractive. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's not the easiest thing to mow. You know, you just gotta, it doesn't grow much, so you're inclined not to mow it. But if you don't mow it, then you get kind of a, it's an uneven growth. Okay, so I, I haven't mowed every week, so I should be okay then. But it is a, yeah. a rotary mower. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, oh. yeah. Am I going to be okay with that? Yeah, as long as it's sharp. Yeah. Keep yeah. it sharp. Cool. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, hang on. We've got to take a quick break. So if you want to keep talking okay. to them, you Thanks. can. Thanks. Good luck. But, uh, Thanks so much. All right. 210-308-8867. performance. I'm going to talk to you in a second about Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control. If you got bugs, and I know uh, from going on the Internet that a lot of folks are complaining about roaches and ants right now. Oh, you're not talking about people with fleas. No. Do you no. have flea problems? No. no, no. <laughs> Those dogs are scratching out there in the zoysia. Yeah. But uh, Spider-Man can help you with that, too. Uh, he's been doing this since 1976, and he does a great job. He's a, a certified uh, pest control guy, and uh, he's the guy that people go to for expertise uh, when they're looking uh, other spy, other pest control companies when they need an answer. He's also the place that restaurants and places that need to have pest control as part of their livelihood 
uh, go to as well. He's Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. You'll find him online at GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. And you'll find him on the phone book at 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721 is his phone number. We'll take a break and come back in a moment. You're listening to uh, Millburgers Gardening South Texas <laughs> on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Finally. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. Hey, listen, I want to thank everybody that came out last Saturday and made the day a big success. We had a whole lot of fun between the Top Tomato Contest, the Blood Drive, and David Rodriguez speaking on citrus. So let me tell you something. If you want to know what's going on at Millburgers, make sure you're going to millburgernursery.com or like them on Facebook. Make sure you have that connection because there's always something going on at Millburgers. When you go to millburgernursery.com, you'll also find some of the great things that are on citrus. For instance, this week at Millburgers, you'll save on Pentas. This Texas superstar is beautiful, attracts butterflies, and it's on sale in the four-inch pot for just 98 cents each. Turk's Cap is another great superstar that attracts butterflies. This Texas superstar is on sale in the one-gallon container for just four eighty-eight. Ah, Lantana is not only a Texas superstar, it's a San Antonio superstar. It attracts butterflies and it's on sale. You ready for this? Three eighty-eight in the one-gallon container. For more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com. If you're looking to buy or sell gold and silver in San Antonio, then come down and see us today at Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. We are proudly veteran-owned and operated and care deeply about professionalism and your privacy. I'm Tony Arterburn, and as owners of Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange, my wife Melissa and I buy all of our gold and silver coins and bullion direct from the trading floor to give you the most up-to-date pricing. And when it's time to sell your gold and silver items, we pay you top dollar. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange also accepts and deals in Bitcoin and major cryptocurrencies. Call or text us today for more info or to set an appointment. 888-667-1836. That's 888-667-1836. Or go to wisewolfgoldandsilver.com. From bullion to Bitcoin, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, We'll probably stay together. Probably? (laughs) It's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, Okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably... Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. A summertime. The living is easy. Fish are jumping, don't you know, my darling? I said it right now, and the cotton is high. Like a, like a, like a, your little bitch, a rich, got a rich girl. And your mommy's good looking, yeah. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9 30 a.m. The answer. 
I'm Milton Wick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons sitting here at Mill Burgers, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Calvin's gone off to help that woman. And we will help Jim right now at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey there, Jim. Welcome to Mill Burgers Garden in South Texas. How you doing today? Hey, I'm great. How y'all doing? Good, good. How can we help you? Yeah, we had uh, we had El Toro Zoysia put in this past April, and it's just starting to get established. And the people that put it in recommended a three and a half inch uh, mowing height, and that seems kind of high. I wanted to see what you thought about that. Um, I think that is high. Okay. With a more like two, two and, and, and a half, half inch. Two and a half. Well, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, we'll do it at two and a half then. Okay. Uh, All right, is, is, is it is it green? Is it greening up okay for you? Yes, sir. It's doing well in most areas. Yeah, uh, we li- I like El Toro. It's good. All right. Well, appreciate your help. Thanks. Cool. Thanks, Jim. Thanks we'll take for care. calling. Liz is on the line. She's got an impatience question. Is she being impatient? I, she just got here, so not yet. So I better help her. What's going on, Liz? I'm impatient with my impatience. Uh, oh, okay. I've two flats of impatience from two different uh, nurseries, uh, you know, good nurseries, Rainbow and, and you know, a, a garden center or whatever. Anyway, they all died within about uh, three weeks. They got tall, skinny, never produced a bloom. Every leaf fell off and... I, I, the nursery said there's some disease going around. You heard about it? No. Uh, they're thinking of uh, Aerophotophora for... Yeah, they were like... like, like for Vinca. Uh, Vinca, or Yeah. But uh, these are... The, the problem with uh, impatience is that uh, they're real sensitive to... Uh, to... to uh, Heat and uh, overwatering. In other words, if you water them too much, they'll rot off at the ground. Yeah, well, did that's I, did, did you, did, Yeah, did yours all rot? Uh, did yours all die at once? Well, yeah, they they seem to, you know, uh, uh, one after another. And again, they they didn't. I didn't let them stay long enough to completely die because I wanted. That's when I got some more impatience. They got okay. tall, and they just lost every leaf, and they were just little sticks sticking up. And looking at huh. their roots, their roots are, you know, look like normal. They're not rotted or anything. They're, they're not. So. The, usually the rot occurs on the stem right above, right above, uh, right above the soil line. Well, I've got one still alive, and there's no rot. Uh, it's got three little... <laughs> pitiful pitiful leaves at the very top nothing on the stem it's about six inches long and that's what all how, of much, how, much, how much have you had impatience in there before no i just created this garden bed okay it, is know, it in the I full sun to, or a shade no it's in shade it's in shade i've grown patience all impatience all my life that's what oh I okay that's what i was trying to say it has to be in shade yeah, in it's in full shade. You know. Uh, uh, how did you prepare the bed? Did you? Uh, 
Well, I, I have some of that, uh, oh, what do you call it, nature's care, uh, garden, organic uh, garden. Yeah. Care. Okay. And you, so, and you just work that into the soil, or what did you do? Well, I, this is a raised bed. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's a raised bed. So. Okay. But, it, you know, if it had from two, two separate nurseries, I would have been. <laughs> and they, uh, they, they didn't, they didn't wilt before they died? No. Nope, they just lost nope. the leaves? They just lost all their leaves, and uh, you know they're they're like little pencils, or were like little pencils sticking straight up. With you know, and they had maybe two or three leaves on the top, like this one. Now, now when you planted, you planted them the second time, right? Yes. Are they living? No, those died too. Those did the same Oh my goodness. Thing. That's Two times I'm, in a row, huh? Curious. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> and I have uh, and I have this one that I pulled out that's still living and maybe I'll put it in a pot and see what happens to it. Yeah. Uh no. That the grocery is telling me, well it I, used to be Zinka that had the problem and now it's the impatience. We're not ordering anymore. That was from Rainbow. Yeah. Uh the uh She's Caravan just returned from his uh, yeah. venture. My Zoysia expedition. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this lady has impatience that she bought them twice. It's, it's, by the it's flat. Liz and, yeah, it's and Liz they, from they, Liz and Luke. They've died twice. Huh. All of them. Now, I don't, you know, I'm not a, not a very real advocate of impatience. Me either. Because they're hard. Now, my wife loves them, and she has them in very deep shade. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. this lady has, says she has them in shade. Yeah. And they're, they get, seems like they, well, they'll have trouble if they have, you know, if they had two weeks of 100-degree heat. Yeah. You would expect action, uh, problems well, with them even uh, in the shade. Calvin, this, this uh, when I planted them, was about, I started about, five, six weeks ago. And after three weeks after the first group died, you know, they, and I, I say they died, they didn't die. They just lost every leaf and they were like little pencils sticking straight up. And so I removed all of those and I went to a different nursery and I got another flat and the same exact thing happened. And and, and it's, it's Liz Lucantonio, if you know me. Have, I wonder if they're staying too wet. Now oh, that's what uh, that's what it sounds like to well, me. They get. Yeah. Now, how about what it, kind of soil it, did you put them in raised. in the containers? Well, I, I I got it's a raised bed, and the only soil is that Nature's Care uh, organic garden soil. And I'm, I, I'm I would, not watering uh, I, them. I, how often are you watering? Well. Uh, I've, I've pulled. I've still got one that's living, and you can see that it's not. You know, there's no root rot or anything. Uh, I, I water them when the. In, I go out in the morning, and if some of the plants in the bed are wilted, then I'll, you know, give them water. Yeah. See, I, I stick my finger in. We, the we only grow our. We only grow ours in a container, 
And we're real, oh, okay. sensi- real sensitive about drainage. Yeah. Because what Jerry talks about, they're 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 sensitive to heat. And uh, I swear, some sometimes during the summertime, if they if they uh, you know they dry out easy, but if you don't let them dry out a little bit between waterings, yeah. you get that kind of a yeah. stew. Yeah. A kind yeah, of a fever. Been, right. So. So we'll I would be. Bring this in. The, the when, when you when you dig or when you dig around the plant, is that is that potting? I'm not familiar with that potting mix. Is the yeah. is the mix uh, wet? Well, I just watered in this bed, and yeah, now it's wet. Uh, but in the oh, area okay. that I have, you know. But again, I don't have any impatience in the ground now. But all the other plants that are in here, I have pintas, fire spikes, um, oh, some kind of fern, uh, uh, hydrangea, and they're all happy. That's what, and again, it was the lady at the nursery said that, that uh, it was rainbow and said that all the impatients now are infected with something like, like the Areophytoptera that happened to the Vinca. She said now it's impatient. She didn't say it well, was Areophytoptera. She just well, we said it's here too. Said, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't we're not we're not ordering anymore is what she said. And there no, were no there was a few tiny fraggly impatience in their garden. And you know, and bring those pretty yeah. reputable nursery. Well, you don't catch so, me anyway. buying them. Uh, yeah. But but, yeah. but impatience, but and we may But have that to. has never changed. Yeah. I mean, for 20 years they've been yeah. sensitive to heat and I've never grown them uh, out of out of uh, a uh, container, container with well-drained Yeah, <laughs> I think the idea here is to pay, maybe let our listeners call in and see if they know anything. And yeah, I haven't heard about I, any. I, yeah, I, let's, I, we'll I do some research here. Okay, that, that I have grown in patients for 20 years as well and in the ground and have never had a problem. So this ah, okay. is why it was a shock. Anyway, well, let's see what we can find out that. for you. You bet. Okay, bye-bye. All right. 210-308-8867. So maybe Trace will come visit us up on the porch in a minute, and we'll see what he says. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Going to take a second to talk to you about deck and patio care. You've got that deck. You've got that driveway that doesn't look like it was as shiny as it once was. Uh, you've, that deck is maybe gray or moldy. Give the folks at Deck and Patio Care a call. Barry Hagendorf has been doing this since the 80s and knows exactly what he's doing. He is as uh, close as it comes to being a Deck and Patio nerd. Uh, he's done all kinds of research and all kinds of uh, stuff on this. So he can... Um, Sorry about that. So he can tell you more about it. Uh, his number is 210-822-9147. But what I suggest you do, because a picture is worth a thousand words at least, uh, you can go to deckandpatiocare.com, and you'll see a before and after picture of someone that he helped. And I've seen decks that look like the before, and they're black and gray or gray, and they, they, they don't have that shine to them. They just don't look good. Well, and the after, it looks brand new. So deckandpatiocare.com is the place to go, deckandpatiocare.com, or give Barry a call, 822-210-822-9147. i got a couple minutes left. Again, I want to thank everybody that came out, about 40 folks, to uh, the uh, tomato Top Tomato Contest. We had about 50 that showed up and enjoyed um, David Rodriguez's presentation on citrus. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
And our statistics tell us that we uh, had over 100 donations uh, for blood, which is incredible. So thank you so, so much. That was that is great. Uh, we'll, we'll confirm all that. Maybe it's even more. Uh, but uh, we want to thank you for doing that. And uh, mark it on your calendar. We'll tell you when the next one's coming up. You can go to MillbergerNursery.com to learn more about that, MillbergerNursery.com. And uh, we'll get you the details on that. But if you gave blood, uh, chances are the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center will tell you when the next blood drive is. We need to have something with, uh, I'll tell you what we're going to do next time. Or maybe this time, if you want to call in, Jerry loves my call-in ideas. See whether you think this is going to be a big success. If you're listening to the show, yeah, what did you use your gift certificate for after you gave blood? Oh, so you got a gift certificate to the nursery. What'd you get? So we want to kind of applaud you and uh, and praise you and, and learn a little bit about what you bought. So I too. want to I want to thank David Rodriguez for doing a wonderful <laughs> job this year. He this did. year he does. Uh, he did an excellent job, and he's he's got a wounded paw. <laughs> you know, he's a. Uh, so, I, I may I may take my take my picture down from my last year. What? Well, what you could do is show like this one's winner and say as chosen by. You could kind of there you go. Give him some love on that. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Toll free eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. A reminder too. Uh, you got a question, you don't want to be on the air, that's okay. I've learned my lesson. I no longer cause anyone to cry. <laughs> After you sent that lady out of here crying. That well, time. I couldn't tell if she was crying or not because she was running so fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, Milton chased me out to go help her, help, uh, help a woman with her long I was, I'm, I'm bossy today. What did y'all decide to do? Oh, uh, that's, that's a no-win kind of decision, you know, what... Which do you think is more attractive? Uh, oh, she was asking you that? Wow. Yeah, well, of course, it's relatively easy for me. I love emerald. Mm-hmm. But then I have to keep, every time I say, gosh, it's harder to look, be more attractive. Yeah. Than, and I'm walking on that springy uh. emerald. But then I, then I have to remind her, this is the hardest grass to take care of, of yeah. the, the whole yeah. bunch. Because it doesn't, doesn't mow easy, and, uh, and it's so slow to recover and everything. Yeah. But uh, and so I, got, I so I I said good luck on your decision. Oh, okay, that was good. That was a nice political answer. Well, lastly, uh, I brought that up because Calvin was answering another question off the air. We'll talk to him about that in just a second. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Then I have a grass question too about mowing the lawn. But we'll ask that coming yes, up. Yes, you need to mow the lawn. Okay, but I'm I'm overthinking uh. I'm overthinking it, and I'm hoping I'm not alone in overthinking oh. it. Oh. So well, we'll be why back. You want to be everybody miserable or what? What's that? You want everybody to be miserable. Yes, uh, misery loves company, and I'll share my misery with you after this on 9:30 a.m. Breaking is- news, stimulating talk. This is 9:30 a.m. The answer, KLUP, Terrell Hills, San Antonio. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Uh, on a beautiful Sunday afternoon, we're sitting out here at Millburgers at 1604 <laughs> on Boulevard Road. Not a care in the world. Nope. It's a nice day. It's really pretty here at the nursery. Lots of color. Uh, they're uh, promoting summer color 
for the nursery. And as you look out, oh, I need your advice on something else, too. Um, so, uh, yeah. But, but I can't tell you that. I don't think that now that I realized I have to, to get somebody something. Oh, okay. uh, but if I say it on the air and they're listening, so I'll ask you. But my, my question was this. Smack him. <laughs> I know. I'm just rambling. It sounds like Jerry suddenly. Yeah. <laughs> what have you become, Calvin? All right. So um, here's my grass question before okay. we get to the question they asked Calvin. Okay. Today the high is 100. Yeah. All right. Don't mow your grass. Why? For me or for the grass? Uh, for you. Okay. Is there and any... Pu- and the ozone. <laughs> oh, that's true. Uh, you, you're not supposed to mow on a... Yeah, I do have a gas mower. So. Yeah, a gas mower. Okay, so if I have a... Say I had an electric mower. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't care. I was... Uh, is there any harm in mowing the lawn when it's this hot? In other words, should I wait until, like, the early morning or yeah. the late afternoon? Is yeah, it any no. better for the lawn? Yes. Well, if you got to just making that up because you live you live to see it <laughs> see it grow out, Milton. I see. Okay, I'm beginning to understand the theory now behind this. <laughs> I think I think there's not a direct challenge there, but I've seen some lawns where the mower has not been sharp mm-hmm. and oh. it's, it's ripped apart the top of the grass, and then then the, then the hundred degree heat in the sun, you get you'll get some kind of browning. Usually the lawn is not ruined or anything, but yeah, you, but just, you, yeah, it's just just doesn't feel like it's just the healthiest time for it to be. Where he mowing. can hurt a lawn is when you let it get too tall. Oh, I really? I know you would never do this, mother. No, that's my whole theory then, of success then, is letting cut, it get tall. Cut back more than a third. Isn't yeah. that what oh. they say? Yeah, that's more than a third the height. And you're. Uh, you also you also uh, worry about the mechanics of transpiration and all that stuff. Gets to be a hundred plus things to plants uh, don't function the way they normally do. So it's be- better if you kind of stay uh, calm and not uh, activate them too much. Yeah, my real my real grass is growing well. In fact, it needs mowing from the first time we mowed it. <laughs> And uh, it's it's doing well. And uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, it it showed signs of drying out uh, around the edges. You know where it dries out faster uh-huh. next to the sidewalk and oh, the, yeah. next to the walkway and pat the uh, well next to the walkway and. Uh, the interesting thing, and I, I mentioned this uh, earlier on in the, in the show, that uh, the interesting thing is my beautiful horse herb is only around those spots that, that get hot and die out or really? dry out. No, because that is funny because I always expect it, well, if it gets droughty, I always expect it to kind of kind of disappear. Go, oh, it does. Yeah, go for a vacation. Yeah, but my, but uh, the horse herb that's spreading is spreading to those areas where the grass is uh, thinned out yeah. because it dried out. Well, you can see that, you know, in, in yard, we've got lots of yards just like mine. A lot, most of them in my neighborhood where they got big trees and then bad soils, not much soil. So, yeah. so th- just the right amount of shade 
your San Augustine is kind of green and mm-hmm. everywhere. And then just outside that border, you've got the horse herb and yeah. everything else and uh, no no San Augustine right. grass. But that it's a it's a constant it's kind of a dynamic as this things dry out in the summer too. Yeah. Well, what was he talking about to you so passionately? Oh, he he was again trying to uh, settle. He was trying to figure out which which of the hybrid Bermuda grasses had a smaller uh, permanent uh, expected height. You know, so which one will grow less and. And uh, I thought thought it would be best if she if he talked to uh, Trace, a Trace, yeah, but Claude. uh, um, Claudette, Claudette mm-hmm. is pretty much into those varieties, you know, because you you outsmart yourself a little bit because you uh, you might say Tiff, uh, Tiff is uh, grows different, may grow shorter than common or one of the others yeah, right. but if you don't have decent soil you know it's not you're not going to get any difference in growth or right so you you can get you can get too too subtle and then the, then the the kicker was in there yeah and uh which one reacts best to the shade we got shade uh, oh lord then you, then you have to kind of react <laughs> none of them work react very well to shade so you got especially gotta, bermuda yeah and then you say, well, it's not too bad except on the edges, and uh, so that 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 that's kind of a kind of a, a, a thoughtful discussion you need to kind of assess that lawn situation, make a decision which gra- uh, grass will do best on that lawn. But a lot of people are they know the kind of turf they like, yeah, and they want it to be okay. I, I told them I I just made a get uh, estimate. I said. Uh, Folks, a lot of folks with your situation have uh, their la- their uh, Bermuda grass lawn la- lasts about three years. Yeah, yeah. At that, if that yeah. much, and then you can just see the, the progression. Yeah, yeah. Where, where the exactly the, the shade kickoff is. You know, right. there's too much shade beyond here, and there's hardly any <laughs> sod. Um, so that it's best if you think about those things before you. Uh, proceed because it can be quite expensive. But we do have homeowners and gardeners that oh. know what they're getting into. Oh and, yeah, and they, uh, you know, two years or three years of Bermuda grass is all I want, or San Augustine. They'll even uh-huh. do it with San Augustine. But you want to make that a conscious decision. It's uh, it's a lot of work. To yeah, redo your lawn every two years. <laughs> yep, and uh, it seemed like Trace told me that there was a. A new tiff, tiff grass from the when they when they've got the tiff T I F F name on them. That's they're from Georgia, uh, Tifton, Georgia, uh-huh. uh, where the university is, the University of Georgia, and uh, they uh, they've got a new re- release. I understand that doesn't uh, Bermuda. That doesn't grow as fast. It's kind of like that guy mm-hmm. was looking for, and uh, and we sell it here, of course. I don't. I forget the name of it, but it it has a Tiff name uh-huh. in it. T I F F. And I always I always want to explain to people that 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 subtle difference that they're detecting in this yeah. new variety. 
will probably not show up if you can, if you got twice as much shade as you need for Bermuda grass, or you or you have our kind of soil with uh, cleachy and yeah. it, you know two inches of soil. You, you're not going to get any any of those subtle advantages that they're they're selling. This one is better because it grows a quarter of an inch less in in, uh, yeah. in a week. Well, I got out my list of uh, things to do month by month that you put in the paper. A long time, uh, what was that? March, I guess it was. And I opened it up to June. Yeah. What did it say? <laughs> Cat was holding his breath. Hope, hope that it, stay out of the sun. Wear your hat. Huh? Make your second application of pre-emergent herbicide to prevent sandburrs. And I did. In fact, did that uh, just oh, last week at uh, down at Rockport at our uh, Is that right? uh, our condo area. Yeah. And you have a grass burrs down there pretty bad. Yeah, they were te- they're terrible. Um, and it's a it's a large area. It's about. Uh, 10 or 12 acres, um, and I was kind of holding my breath, you know, because you, you talk, talk them into applying XL. Yeah. And it's uh, it's not easy to apply it when you've got a condo area of 80 homes and nooks and crannies, and you're trying to get it. Uh, darned if that didn't work pretty well. There's a few, yeah. few places, and then you do the, do the second application. You want to be careful not to overstate what happens because uh, it can be so weather dependent. It can be right. how much how much watering they're doing, all kinds of things. But yeah, I, that I was real, and I, most of the folks there at the at the uh, racket tennis club they were real happy with the results because it was it's, you know it's tough. You can't go barefoot in that place. For sure. <laughs> And the dogs, you know, it does keep the dogs on the sidewalk. Also, another tip for June is it is time to apply a soil insecticide if your lawn was attacked uh, by grubs last year. The same insecticide will also control chinch bugs, and I think it will control fleas, too, fleas and ticks. Maybe, Yeah. Those that like that bare soil treatment. Yeah. There's three, three or four different brands that that work really well. Now you, nobody is complaining right now. A month from now, they're gonna they're gonna be seeing this damage in their lawn, and then they're gonna be seeing that they've got either chinch bugs or uh, uh, grubs. Well, the, by the time you figure out you got the grubs, a month or six weeks from now. Yeah, it's too, too late. late to treat them. That's why you got to treat them early in June. Is that Jerry? Is that you comfortable with that early in June or even end of May sometimes? Yeah, for grubs. And like I said, it depends on the weather. And we, and if you've uh, have a history of those grubs, you can kind of. I think you can count on them being back. That's one of those uh, cases where. It, if you if you got a history of a, one or more years of grubs, it's probably worth the preventive application. I saw a lot of people picking up the newsletter oh, yesterday. Good, good. Uh, the, and the June newsletter is out, and it's got a big picture of tomatoes on the front page. 
And I think I think Milton brought up this uh, on his commercial. What's that? Nothing beats the taste of garden fresh, homegrown tomato. I didn't, but I should have. <laughs> uh, maybe oh I did. yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah, you I said did. it. Yeah, it tastes great, but it's even better to be able to brag about it. Yeah, that's P- what people love bragging on those tomatoes. <laughs> but uh, uh, why do why do you know why garden fresh, homegrown tomatoes taste better, Milton? No, they just do. Because <laughs> cause, cause your your blood, sweat, tears, and money are in them, and they, <laughs> you I, the love the, the love that you have. I think too, at different varieties, and I sort of sense that because you're you're picking them fresh and yeah. you're taking them in the house, and <sighs> they don't have to go quite as long, and they're ripened on the vine. Yeah, you can pick, you can pick the. If you select one that's a commercial variety, it's got to be able to be shipped. Yeah, yeah. And so it's longer and. But I but I think the commercial varieties are higher quality now than they were. Oh yeah. Twenty years ago, because they, just because they they bred them, plus the, they're transporting them and. Yeah. Airplanes and everything now. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. So it's amazing. They gas them and everything else. I want to go on a tomato airplane. <laughs> <laughs> So, but they, yeah, they, I, I think they taste better. But I'm, I agree that I think those homegrown tomatoes are hard to beat. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Trace is up here with us, man. Hang on, and then uh, ah, let's see. Hold on, let me get you. The, I'll get you a second. I'll, I'll ask Trace before he gets his earphones on. Yeah. Uh, a lady came up after the show. I answer more questions. Off the air after show than I do. Oh, no, yeah. Show. Uh, you took off yesterday, Milton. I did. I had to go. <laughs> but anyway, she was wanting to kill her uh, or try to control her uh, dichondra. Okay. And uh, I told I couldn't think of our our product for two four D. Well. Um uh, so I don't. I, I think you weed free zone. That, huh? uh, weed free zone, but it's too hot for that one. Yeah, that's already. what. That's what. And yeah, I, mean, I mentioned weed free zone, and Jerry said he th- he thought that you uh, thought that it was it was one that performed better in cooler weather than right. yeah, you, um, we'd be gone. But that's also stops at about ninety degrees, and we're above that. Uh, there's really only one with the weather we're having. It's called Weed Beater. And, Weed beater, and it's a, it's got two four D. Got that? <laughs> it's got two four D in it. Okay, uh, it's also a combination product, so it has a pre-emergent herbicide. Hmm. Um, wow, combined with it, and uh, it says that it's it'll function up to a hundred degrees. There now, you go. Now we're going to be more than that today, but <laughs> there might be some near future times that that Weed might, beater. Weed beater. Who puts that out? That is a. Uh, Bonide product. Oh, and now you've got the other option. You've got is just to wait till supposedly like tomorrow it'll be down to eighty-five. Sure, but aren't they protecting rain? Yeah, they've got a potential for rain scattered tomorrow. So you always have to have some dry time for the chemicals to absorb into the weed. So still touch and go on the weather on that. And I I told her that the dicondo was growing in. 
areas that the grass had thinned out. What is this trace? What is this uh, dichondro that that ground cover over there? Where that's the light. Silver pony foot. Silver the, pony. The common icon. name for I it. I couldn't. Re- I couldn't remember what it was called. That was, she had no, noted that. T- what about what about that as an option? Is that a? It's a very she, good sun, low water consumption ground cover. Okay, so that that it'll be. Is it a hard to manage, or do you just? It, no, look? it's pretty easy. Uh, really, the only times it has an issue is when we have obscene amounts of rain. Um, yeah, but as long as it dries out. How about weeds? The weeds come up in it. Uh, we don't do anything to that one out there at all, other than irrigate it. Huh. Cool. I think that was uh, originally put. Uh, we promoted it. Promoted by Paul Cox. Yeah, wow. a lot of years. Ago. Around six months ago, we actually had a car that drove through it, and it <laughs> it, t- it only took it maybe a, a couple, three or four weeks to fill itself back in. Yeah, it's very drought tolerant. Yep, silver pony foot. Now, does it freeze back in the winter? It gets a little rough because that's when it's cooler and we're getting rain. Yeah, uh, but perennial, yes. Uh, freezing back, it could happen, but. Most of the time it doesn't. Most of the time it doesn't. So it's not, I, I kind of, when I was talking to her, I thought, I thought it was not nearly as cold tolerant as Asiatic jasmine. Well, I would agree with that. Yeah. That uh, the wintertime it was uh, not doing much active growing. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, like the cool, moist times, so that's for yeah. sure. Okay. Well, that's neat. Anybody else that is? Uh, I think it's a Texas native. Yeah, I want to see that. Uh, the, there's a big uh, patch of it uh, uh, that's planted over there in the turf areas, and it's kind of it's really kind of interesting. Well, it definitely shows up from a distance too. So yeah, when, when you're yeah. driving by, it sticks out. But it needs full sun. It's not a shade. The, the more sun, the better. Although, if I remember correctly, that gets about half day sun where it's at. It looks like it's yeah, it's shade right now. Come to think of it, cool. So, so, Trace? One thing I forgot to mention yesterday is I, yes. we did get a handful of Laura Bush petunias in. Oh, good. So uh, <laughs> Where are they? I didn't mention it they're, earlier. They're out by the uh, four-inch perennials. So okay. They're, well, they're that's, uh, that's $1.99. <laughs> okay. Uh, and there's probably about oh, maybe 20 of them left. The pink or the purple or the both? The, the, or? No, the normal one. The, the purple the purple. purple. Good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, Magenta. I'm gonna, well, uh, don't, don't come here until after 2 o'clock. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's not the right spirit. You can come in. I'm sure I'll have another chance to buy it. But how many do you have? Uh, well, there was about 20 this morning. Okay. 20 plants. 20 plants. Oh, dear. <laughs> can someone pull two for me? Uh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right. And if you want one, besides two, they're 18 now. You can call 210 It's already 120, Milton. You'll make it. I don't know that I'll make it because I'm going to tell people if they want them, they can call in at 210-497-3760. 210-497-3760 and say, hey, uh, I've been looking for those Laura Bush petunias. Can't find them anywhere. I want to buy all of them before Milton gets Exactly. Uh, <laughs> better get me three. Will you pull three? I'll pull three. Okay. Uh, and the good news is hey, I think he's found a source that grows Laura Bush. Oh, I did. Oh, good. And that's good. Okay. I got two of them that are going to be gifted, so I'm not going to say who, but that'll... But, uh, yeah, that, that'll be cool. All did right. Did yours recede in your... I, that's why I like them. It's because uh, yeah. Well, so you've got. I've, got, I've got. I've got one that reseeded in the grapefruit uh, that I have <laughs> in a container, uh-huh. and I've got 
one that just came back. I don't know if it receded. And then I've got one that I planted last year, and I did a poor job. And so the roots and everything kind of came out, and the little... <laughs> You know, the little square that it's in. Uh, yeah. Poor Trace is looking like, you are the worst. You uh, just, <laughs> I have never heard stories yeah, as horrifying got, before. We've got an 18-acre n- nursery, and he's talking about a, a petunia that lasted two years. You know. uh, <laughs> it's, it's, for me, that's exciting. And it just it just kind of it's kind of like your, your crepe myrtles that you were talking about. It just mounded on top. I think that's actually what happened. No, I pulled it up and put it over in another container and meant to throw it away because it had gone for this and. It just kind of rooted on its own, and <laughs> yeah, it came back. It was beautiful. It was a yeah, pink they, they want to live. Pink Man, they do want to live. Now, oh, this is exciting. Can we, let's sneak this in, too, okay. that we've got, we asked about the red porter weed yesterday. We do, I yeah, see. Yeah, we do. We that, got the, and the perp, we've got some purple uh, porter weed. The mist flower is blooming. I noticed in my landscape the uh, bur- butterflies are just really getting attracted to it again, and this this has got the same ability the miss flower here and lots of different kinds of zinnias and let's see what else did i want to uh uh i saw I a star esperanza that i walked yeah. up here so and uh and there's, it's there's it's still a few of those supply uh, and full of bloom there's still a few of those purple leafed vitex that we talked about mm, a couple good. weeks ago it was like four or five of those yeah they were we had saw some of those go out with the regular vitex too so Lots of lots of uh, blooming pants, and a lot of them that are going to attract the the butterflies. So uh, look for those porterweed. Yeah, if you caught uh, Calvin's article yesterday, yesterday's paper uh, with the view on section C, he lists the best summer blooming perennials, hot lovers, hot, hot loving uh, perennials for this era. And it seems that most of them are on sale right now. Or will be next a, week. A lot of them, yeah. Duranta was another one that was blooming. Yep, yep. Right. Uh, there were some blooms on the Mallow Hibiscus this morning. Yeah, where are they, uh, Charles? They, are they way out there? They're right the on just to, just to the right of the registers there, in that big open area that used to be roses. Oh, what size are they? They're the three-gallon. Three-gallon? Cool. That's and there are different varieties? Yeah, there's, uh, I think, four different varieties over there, and there's two more varieties coming in this week. Wow. Okay. Uh, still no moist, but the oh, good. We're, the, the selection's building, so it can't be too much longer. And what have you decided about the plant, plant of, of the, the weekend? weekend. So, uh, the plant of the weekend is Malabar spinach. Uh, everybody's been asking for it. it uh, we finally got some in, and it's a, it's a cool little plant. It's not spinach, even though that's in the name. Uh, it grows as a vine. It's got uh, reddish-colored stems, almost similar to what a Swiss chard would do. And uh, the, probably the neatest place I've seen it growing is in a hanging basket. So, it cooks like spinach. It eats like spinach. It's not spinach. Because <laughs> it can take the heat. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and we did a little bit of research yesterday, so it is good for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, we did the nutritional. had um, iron, potassium, magnesium, some of the vitamins, a little bit of fiber. So, yeah, it was a lot of fiber. So you can't you can't really grow any of the cool weather crops this time of year. That's and, right. Um, so it's kind of hard to, to fill a salad from your from your garden. 
but this is one that you can supplement whatever you're purchasing. It gives it a little bit of color, a little more texture, and uh, and you can grow it yourself. And the thing about it is you may say, I don't like the looks of the plant or I don't like the way it tastes or it doesn't taste enough like spinach or lettuce. But the problem is that's all you got. In the in the middle of the summer, it's the only horse in the race. The only order, I mean, there no spinach, no lettuce, uh, none of that stuff will grow in the heat of summer. Oh, gosh, I can see spinach. these suicide notes now. They within they convinced me that all I had was Malabar <laughs> spinach. I thought it was time to leave this world. Oh. But uh, now how much it are tastes those? it tastes good. It's a it's got a kind of a yeah. distinctive different taste. It does like Milton said. A, same nutritional value that most of the greens are, and then we had we've had gardeners come in. We just had one last weekend, and she was just to let us give us a report that hers was perking up again. Yeah, so that's it's uh, can be a cool plant. So these are uh, these we've got them set out with the herbs, and they're two twenty nine each, four inch pot, good sized plant. And you won't go broke. Yeah, you're right. And they're they're not nearly as temperamental as spinach to grow. Oh, easy, easy to grow compared to some of that other stuff. All right, so you can get them here at the nursery. How many you got? Now, uh, th- two, three flats looks okay. like. Okay, what did we have yesterday? Do you remember? Five flats. Okay, so they're they're desirable. So uh, if you know you want one and you can't come today, uh, call the nursery at two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero. Tell them how many you want, and they'll put them aside for you. Cool. Trace, what do you recommend as a spacing, plant spacing? Well, again, I think if I would do it again this year, I would do the hanging basket. So I would put, say, three and a 10-inch or 12-inch hanging basket. Yeah, and then you can cut them back. Uh, Right. And and they they trail off really nice. So the the one I saw looked kind of like a... Like a Swedish ivy yeah. growing in a basket, yeah. and it uh, absolutely it was performing very well and oh. usable, and, hey. and you didn't have to bend over to harvest. <laughs> That's true. So we got Bud on the line. He's got a Malabar spinach question. All right, all right. We'll try. Well, go into We'll see that. if we can help him out. Bud, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? I'm doing fine. How are y'all? Good. We get we got a little bit of time before the break. What's going on? Okay, on this Malabar spinach. Uh, if I put it in a hanging pot, uh, am I going to have enough dirt in that hanger to be really good for the plant? I, I think you'll be very successful. Yes. Yeah. You could, Bud. You could experiment. You put it in a, because because we know a lot of gardeners have success with it in the garden. You're right. And containers, and then Trace has had some good luck with it in the. Hanging baskets too, so you got a lot of choices. You're gonna to have to fertilize it. Well. That's yeah, de- definitely gonna need more more fertilizer, and you have to check on them for the watering because yeah, when it's hanging up like that, it, it oh. can dry out faster. So the hotter it is and the windier it is, the more frequently you have Pot- to water. And potting well, makes I, I, uh, well drained. I, I bought two of the little things that you sold there yesterday. Uh, one of them I was thinking of doing as a hanging basket. Another one I just want to put it in a pot. The hanging basket, the the little tag on it says full sun. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to have full sun. What kind of plant are we talking it. about? Malabar. Say that again? I think he's talking about no, Malabar. Spinach, no, right no, I think he's talking about buying some hanging baskets that are already no. planted. No, 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 no. Are you, 
Malibu. The, the, the spinach. I, I bought those little four and a half inch. Uh, All right, so half day, half day sun or more. Half day or more. Which, right. Which is relatively easy, even on a hanging basket, if you got it in. I was thinking of you, you know, most patios are to open well, the morning sun. Right. Uh, the one that we had done was on the edge of the patio where yeah. it got half the plant got sun almost all the day and the other side didn't. We did notice that we needed to rotate it. So we'd hang it one direction huh. for a few days and oh, that's hang a good it idea. the other direction for the other. Okay. Yeah, bud, give it a try. Okay. Thank you phone, a lot. Bye. All right, we've got to take a quick break. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Our phone number, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 in Boulevardy Road. Hey, listen, I want to thank everybody that came out last Saturday and made the day a big success. We had a whole lot of fun between the Top Tomato Contest, the Blood Drive, and David Rodriguez speaking on citrus. So let me tell you something. If you want to know what's going on at Millburgers, make sure you're going to millburgernursery.com or like them on Facebook. Make sure you have that connection because there's always something going on at Millburgers. When you go to millburgernursery.com, you'll also find some of the great things that are on sale. For instance, this week at Millburgers, you'll save on Pentas. This Texas superstar is beautiful, attracts butterflies, and it's on sale in the four-inch pot for just 98 cents each. Turk's Cap is another great superstar that attracts butterflies. This Texas superstar is on sale in the one-gallon container for just four eighty-eight. Ah, Lantana is not only a Texas superstar, it's a San Antonio superstar. It attracts butterflies and it's on sale. You ready for this? Three eighty-eight in the one-gallon container. For more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com. It's time to stand with Israel. Consider the lifelong impact of joining nationally syndicated media hosts Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher, along with 9.30 a.m. The Answer on the Stand with Israel Tour this December 2nd to the 11th. This journey is more than a vacation because it'll guide you through centuries of faith and culture as you visit iconic places right out of Scripture. Along the way, your hosts will broadcast on-site while you watch and participate. Together with like-minded travelers, you'll see over 40 iconic sites during the 10-day tour where you can pray at the Western Wall in Old City, Jerusalem, float in the Dead Sea, and take a boat out onto the waters of the Sea of Galilee. Have you ever wanted to walk in Inside the Garden Tomb? Register today for the Stand with Israel Tour this December 2nd to the 11th. When you visit 930amtheanswer.com, keyword Israel. That's 930amtheanswer.com, keyword Israel. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. How much longer are the politicians going to allow the invasion of our country to continue? In May, 144,278 people were arrested or deemed inadmissible at the southern border. That was a nearly one-third increase from April. May also marked the third straight month with more than 100,000 apprehensions and inadmissibles. The total for this fiscal year so far is 675,000. That's 675,000. Over 95% will never show up for a hearing to determine whether they are legitimate refugees fleeing dangerous countries and faced with life-threatening conditions. The cartels and coyotes know our broken system. Politicians of both parties only talk but do nothing to stem the flow. America is 
is in danger of losing its character. Those on the left who hate the country are okay with that, but the right has no excuse. Republicans and their donors want cheap labor, and that's why they do nothing. Democrats see future voters, and so they do nothing. It's a disgrace. We are committing suicide. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. Hello, friends in SAT. You need to call OMG. OMG Kitchen and Bath. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher and OMG's full-time creative designers and staff will make you so proud of your newly remodeled kitchen and bath. See what I mean at omgkitchenbath.com or stop in the OMG showroom on Nakoma. FYI, OMG is A-rated with the BBB and Angie's List. But call OMG ASAP, 210-535-1000. That's 210-535-1000, omgkitchenbath.com. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on a summer day. We're here at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, and we're talking gardening with you at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll-free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. So, uh, yeah, give us a call, tell us what's going on. And uh, we'll help you. But, yeah, I'm going to pick up some of the Laura Bush petunias. <laughs> you I'm, better hurry. I've been waiting. I know. I should have gone out. I, I was talking to Trace about something else. Trace said, are you ready for this? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we can. This is this is wonderful. So, again, thank you. Uh, you, our listeners. Uh, you, the, the folks that participated, uh, if you're listening. Uh, thanks to uh, Mill Burgers for doing it. Uh, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center for promoting it. Uh, 135 people came out to donate. Uh, more than 100, and we don't have the more than number, uh, actually donated. So 135 certificates were given away because you get the certificate. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they were here till 4.30. That's what I thought. If wow. they had that many, they had yeah. to go longer than that. That's great. Yeah, gosh, it is uh it's wonderful. And they had three trucks, right? Yeah, three trucks. Yeah. And there was nobody. We're, we're going to have to get four or five trucks next time. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> like, it's not like the old days. I remember in the old days we used to have lines sometimes. But this, yeah. No, with the three trucks, it's... And, it's the, and the appointments really yeah. makes a difference. So or we'll, even we'll tell when you they, when the next one's going to be. But yeah. Even when they have somebody that doesn't have an appointment, they take, say, I think we'll be able to handle you in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So go walk around the nursery, look around it, and come on back a little. And I'm not sure. I'm wondering if, like, Curtis gave him a cell phone number and they just texted him or something like that. Something happened because be. Curtis just knew. Yeah. Yeah, weather for today uh, looks like, if I'm reading this right, high uh, high today, over 100, low 100. And then tonight, 73 and uh, thunderstorms. And uh, 60% chance of showers. Wow. Uh, it's up to 60? Um, it was on weather.gov. Huh. Wish I hadn't turned my irrigation on. Oops. <laughs> make sure I got the right city. Sometimes I don't do. Yep, San Antonio, Texas. 
Uh, well, that's that's good. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, we been getting what's a lot the high? of rain. Did it say the high there? High today? No, tomorrow. That's supposed to high. Uh, was supposed to drop way down. Okay. Yeah, the high tomorrow is eighty-four. Okay. A cooler with thunderstorms in spots. That's why. Yeah. Eighty-four. That windy straight. storm, man. That one that just kicked on. Uh, was that overnight on Thursday? Yeah. Right. Man, that was that was spooky. It was. It was quick and violent, and I was driving in it. Mm. <laughs> what were you doing out that late at night? No, that wasn't the one that was late. That was like at 5 o'clock in the no. afternoon. It was like yeah. 5.30, and I just got in the car, and it started to rain, and you don't think much of it, and then all of a sudden the rain is going sideways, <laughs> and, and it's pushing the car and the trucks around. So, uh, yeah. But I know yesterday I, I talked to people who still complain that they didn't have power. So yeah, um, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, they were on the news right in the middle of the city. Yeah, that Terrell Hills there. area. I heard a couple some of people. There. Yeah. All right. Well, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I have an announcement. Uh oh. Oh, it's kind of officially uh, <laughs> unfolded even. The uh, Next, uh, gardening, gardening volunteers uh, of South Texas Gardening Essentials class is on Monday, the 17th of June. That's right. a week from tomorrow, right? Yep. Uh, it's, uh, uh, they sent me this announcement, uh, the speakers this month. Will be uh, Mark Fanick, president of Fanick's Garden Center, and uh, he will be sp- speaking starting at around twelve twelve o'clock, twelve fifteen, for forty five minutes to an hour, and his topics will be crepe myrtles, old and new, and other things. Oh, yeah. that should be good. So that yeah. that'll be interesting. Yeah, he's going to talk a little bit about the. History of Fanix Nursery. Yeah, he he mentioned that. Yeah. He'll also talk a bit about the history of Fanix as their 80th anniversary celebration is on the 15th and 16th of June. Uh, the second speaker will begin his presentation shortly after Mark's, and uh, it's Bill Sievelin. Bill's, uh, oh, Sveeland. Sveeland, yeah. Oh, Bill. Birds Unlimited. Well, that's, Birds Unlimited. That's our Bill? That's our Bill. <laughs> I think it is. What's he uh, speaking on? He's speaking on my topic. Wild Birds Unlimited. Okay, that's Bill. Of Wild Birds Unlimited. And he'll speak on plants that attract birds to your yard. He'll also bring items from his shop that are popular with birds. So, uh, a week from tomorrow... We'll we'll mention it on next Sunday's show. Yeah, and uh, but you might want to mark your calendar. The uh, they they meet at the uh, San Antonio Garden Center uh, from twelve to three. There's no charge, but a five dollar donation is appreciated. They they usually have some food to eat. Yeah, they have food to buy. And they have plant kind of plants refreshments. A uh, little plant sale, and and you get an opportunity to look over the uh, programs that they're operating, the projects, and they they're inviting you to come along and garden with them and participate. It's uh, 
It's a great organization, so check that out. To give you an example, um, one of the projects they do is our Top Tomato Contest here at Millburgers. There They're you go. You're running it. Uh, and we thank them for that. They helped make it a big success. So, uh, yeah. So thank you for guys for coming out. And they were sweating at the end of the show, uh-huh. moving all the yeah tents out, and and they also they also uh, did help with the uh, custom built butterfly and hummingbird garden, yeah. uh, raffle winner. Oh yeah, that's right. That's uh, out there in Fair Oaks Ranch. That was a that was a, a great crew. You can get things, get those gardens planted pretty fast if you got a, a good crew and <laughs> no, get there with plenty of people. That's the key, hard workers who know what they're doing, who, who are dedicated, because thanks to them. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Bob, we lost you, so uh, give us a call right back, and we'll get you on the line. We're going to take a break while we do. Give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 in Boulevardy Road. Hey, listen, I want to thank everybody that came out last Saturday and made the day a big success. We had a whole lot of fun between the Top Tomato Contest, the Blood Drive, and David Rodriguez speaking on citrus. So let me tell you something. If you want to know what's going on at Millburgers, make sure you're going to millburgernursery.com or like them on Facebook. Make sure you have that connection because there's always something going on at Millburgers. When you go to millburgernursery.com, you'll also find some of the great things that are on sale. For instance, this week at Millburgers, you'll save on Pentas. This Texas superstar is beautiful, attracts butterflies, and it's on sale in the four-inch pot for just 98 cents each. Turk's Cap is another great superstar that attracts butterflies. This Texas superstar is on sale in the one-gallon container for just four eighty-eight. Ah, Lantana is not only a Texas superstar, it's a San Antonio superstar. It attracts butterflies and it's on sale. You ready for this? Three eighty-eight in the one-gallon container. For more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com. Investment advisory and insurance services are offered through Pax Financial Group. This is Larry Elder, and I'd like you to imagine transitioning into retirement knowing that you will not outlive your money, knowing that you'll have time to spend with your grandchildren, and knowing you'll end up leaving this world better than you found it. The team at Pax Financial Group knows retirement is more than just your investments. It is your life. And that is why Pax Financial Group uses a process called Pivot Retirement Planning that specifically focuses on helping us in middle America have an effective transition into the next chapter of life. Don't leave town. Retire right here in San Antonio. And with a final thought, I pivot to the CEO of Pax Financial Group, Daryl Lyons. When I was in D.C. and met with Larry, we both knew there aren't any breaks coming from Washington. We at Pax Financial Group do want to help you pivot like we have for so many. Call us today and learn more at PaxFinancialGroup.com. Pax Financial Group, investing in your life. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, You're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. 
we stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottomline Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. South Texas. Funky music we got. Yeah, that's Dr. John, who passed away this week from New Orleans. And, uh, oh. That was his hit. Yeah, so... Uh, I'm I glad was, you told me that. I was playing that. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> you didn't know that? <laughs> no. Okay. You're not a Dr. John fan? <laughs> you bet, I bet you are and don't even know it. We I got... some <laughs> songs that you like. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We got a few questions in. The plant answers. Um, one question is: uh, a couple of old does, deer, oh, got through my six-foot fence and topped almost every ear of corn. Is it possible to replant G90 uh, first part of June and get a crop? Pretty tough. <laughs> uh, Forrest bit the bullet and said, Jim, I'm afraid there's not enough time. And he, he showed them to the planting guide on uh, plantanswers.com. And uh, it says our planting guide lists May 1st as the last date for spring planting. Uh, so... Uh, Forrest didn't didn't give them much hope. Now, what they can do after they figure out how to keep those deer out of there is to uh, plant it in the fall. Plant it uh, around the end of July, first part of August, 
uh, sweet corn and uh, just like you would in the spring. And uh, you like can, tomatoes. You, you, yeah, you can have a fall crop of sweet corn, which should should ripen about uh, uh, Thanksgiving or before. Now, you if you were in Iowa. You'd be hoping that your corn gets to knee high at Fourth of July, <laughs> right? Right. right. And well, here and here we are waiting for it to dry, the harvest in July. Yeah, because uh, uh, it grows so fast uh, in the fall because the temperature is so hot, and uh, corn grows according to heat units, and we get plenty of heat units in uh, in July. Huh. But uh, that's fun to try if you want to. Yeah, no one ever calls us and asks us about if we've had enough heat units for a plant. Uh, <laughs> uh, I wonder why that is. A lot of folk, I think people used to plant more sweet corn than they do now. And uh, the commercial sweet corn is so much higher quality than... Oh, than it was? Or, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. Just amazing how what they do. We got another question from somebody. That has a, a sago with two blooms, sago palm with two blooms. And his question is, I have a sago that has two blooms this year. Does this mean it is transitioning to two trunks, and is there anything to prevent this from happening? Uh, well, I assume if you've got two blooms, they're on separate trunks. Yeah. Two plants. Yeah. Anyway, Forrest says, uh, Rod, I'm not an expert on sago palm. Now, I've told Forrest that he time was. and time again never to admit that. I'm <laughs> plant answer. <laughs> that he's not an expert on sago palm? Yeah. Or just that he's not an expert on <laughs> at all? As as I understand it, if you have multiple blooms, of the, the plant already has two heads. That's what I said. And will grow into a multiple trunk plant. That's what I said. Uh, you can remove one or both bloom by cutting them off just above the trunk. However, if you try to cut one of the heads off to prevent multiple trunks, you will harm the plant as the sago does not have the capacity to heal over this wound and will likely rot. See, I, t- I knew he was an expert. In Apparently. That. He's just very, very And then he gives them an modest. article to look at uh, that talks, talks more about sago palms. So uh, that was, uh, people, are, people are worried about their plants. And I was extremely happy to see Neil Sperry's answer to a question about using uh, glyphosates or Roundup in Asian jasmine. Hmm. Did you see that? I didn't see it, no. Yeah, it said, uh, question, is there a spray to get honeysuckle or Virginia creeper out of... Jasmine ground cover bed, a jasmine ground cover bed, and uh, Neil answered said, uh, first of all, I'm assuming you're talking about Asian jasmine. My comments are based on that assumption. Please do not take the following to be my recommendation. 
as there are no official information on the product label to this purpose. Oh, okay. See, he always very good for clears it. himself. Good. Um, but many at landscape contractors used glyphosate only herbicide to uh, yes, that's Roundup, folks. Oh, okay, for those of you who are listening, and we have a. Uh, and and think that uh, Roundup's going to poison the soil and poison the environment and everything else. I've got the the rest of the story on plantanswers.com that uh, Malcolm Beck wrote years ago. Please, uh, the, anyway, there's no f- official label. Many contractors use glyphosate-only herbicide to kill Bermuda grass. And that's a that's a real problem in an established Asian jasmine ground cover bed. Used at the rate for ki- killing Bermuda, the glyphosate does not affect the Asian jasmine once it has become dark green and leathery by mid-June. And uh, I'm glad he put that in there because uh, the only time I've been able to kill uh, Asian jasmine with uh, Roundup is uh, when it's in the spring, when it just begins to grow, and the uh, growth is very new, young. And at that, even at that, it just burns the tips back, and it grows right out of it. Uh, whether glyphosate sprays would kill honeysuckle and Virginia creeper or not, I don't know. And the risk you should choose to spray, at, at, and the risk, should you choose to spray, it would be totally yours. Okay. Okay, Neil. I just wanted to comment on the one specific use of glyphosate that many of us have found to be helpful. I have never experienced any damage to my Asian jasmine. Me either. I wonder where he's... I'm a Virginia creeper. We had, a, we had it quite a bit in the north, but... Uh, I don't see a lot of it around here. Do you? Do you see? No, it? it's pretty hot for it. Yeah, I think it burned up. It's a nice plant. I like, I like Virginia creeper. It's a nice vine, and uh, good berries and wonderful fall color. Now my Asian jasmine. Mm-hmm. We got plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, we got a couple minutes. My Asian jasmine took off. I mean it. I've, I've had it for 20 years, 30 years, and uh, it climbs it climbs the wall. It's in the tops of trees, and it climbs uh, the wall into the into my windows, into the screens about the side of the house. Mm-hmm. It climbs on fences. It, it's really not a climber; it just uh, kind of leans toward it and. Uh, it doesn't have t- doesn't have uh, any attachments, but I it it got halfway up my front front house front of my house, and uh, I needed to remove it. I needed to kill it out, and it was growing in a in a uh, Asian uh, dwarf uh, yopon holly. Bed. The the roots of it were, 
And so I decided to take big action. I mean, drastic action. Uh-oh. And use, my, use mine as a sacrifice to try. And I sprayed those places that it had gotten out of bounds with remedy. Mm. Uh-oh. Or some vine and uh, brush killer. Okay. And uh, thinking that I would see how much it would translocate and kill those aged uh, uh, dwarf pentaspore. I'm not dwarf for jasmine. And uh, it, it did a wonderful job. Killing everything? No. It killed just where I sprayed. Huh. To the ground. Did it take and, out and the opon too? No. Huh. Didn't take out any of the shrubs by it. And uh, that you were trying to avoid not to spray it. Directly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I didn't spray the shrub. Uh, but uh for those of you who have uh now that's not on the label by the way, I doubt. You you and Neil will be Yeah. Hey, we got to say goodbye for today. want to thank everybody that came out, and uh, uh, thanks uh, Al back at the station doing a great job with the music and getting all the calls Stay on Stay cool, everybody. Yep, uh, and we'll see you next Saturday. Actually, next Saturday we'll be recorded. You'll tune in, and we'll tell you why on The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.